there and can make it back. Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways travel intersects with regular life. Um, I wonder if any of y'all say that with me when I do the intro to the show. I would uh, hit me up, let me know. Um, I think that that would be cute to know. Um, I know I tend to. S- like, I don't want to say say along, but like chime in with certain podcasts that have the same intro in the beginning. Like I tend to join in, um, myself. So curious if y'all do that. So diving right into the episode, we just got back from Portland. We basically did a long date, um, similar to Hartford. We went on Saturday and came back on Sunday. Now, I didn't even know that there was a Portland, Maine. That's the Portland that we went to. I'd always known about Portland, Oregon, but I'd say maybe three years ago, could have been a little longer, not really sure. But shout out to the OG bestie, Tila. She put me on to Portland. So her sister, Gina, happy birthday, Gina. Um, Today's Gina's birthday, day of recording. So happy birthday, my love. Um, We, I had found out about Portland from Tila. And then Gina gave us a bunch of suggestions for the area of places to like eat and go. And I always forward all of that to boyfriend because he is the food connoisseur. That's his bag. But found out about Portland not that long ago from their travels. So Tila and Gina have done a few Portland trips and always spoke so highly about it. I had a coworker tell me about Portland. It's very much so a foodie town. And again, did not disappoint. So we flew. So we flew from JFK to, I think it's PWM. I'm not certain, but the, I don't even know if how many airports Maine has, but we flew into the, uh, Portland and I want to say relatively quick trip. Like I'd heard good things about it. The flight was only 50 minutes like that's it we i want to say we boarded at 7 25 and we landed at 9 a.m so mad quick you're right there i had a last little residual couple of dollars with jet blue i don't know if y'all can hear these birds outside in the yard i don't know if they on the yard or they on the block i don't fucking know but they are wilding right now like they've got so many things to say apparently i don't know if you could hear them but i could hear them and i'm low-key getting annoyed um anywho had some dollars that i had to use with jet blue it was a use or lose situation and when we were looking at the different options that basically fell right into the $400 that we had left. And we had mentioned that we wanted to check it out because it's one of the, no, it's the Eastern seaboard, East coast. I've now been to almost, <clears throat> almost at all the countries, all the States. I think on the East, well, the Northeast mid Atlantic, I think I only have New Hampshire and Massachusetts left. Now I've, been to Boston back when I sold Cutco. Yeah, did that for a time when I was in college. Shout out to Rick. Um, that was all his idea that got us into selling Cutco together, but 
it was fun while it lasted. And I still have my knives. I still have my, um, what do you call it? My, my demo set. Dumb bitches cut, honey. Okay. They fucking cut. And it's been probably a solid, um, a solid 20 years, give or take at this point. I think we sold them early college, um, because I was still dumb. (laughs) Um, that being said, was I even in college? Yeah, I had to have been in college because if I was in high school, I had fucking school. I had to have been in college. Um, but we did do some kind of event or some shit that was in Boston. And I remember we all piled into my car and we drove to Boston for um, like a conference or some shit to hype these children up and sell these knives and make them feel like they're part of a big company vector, such a scam. But Cutco is the truth in terms of products. I will never take that away from them. Um, that being said, uh, there, and like I said, New Hampshire, I want to say are the only two New England, um, you know, upper East coast states that I haven't done yet. So looking forward to those two, but that's why we flew to Maine. I want to say, I can't definitively tell you how long the drive would be. I just know that it's longer than fucking Vermont. And that took us six hours to do. So flew up, quick flight, pretty, um, we flew JetBlue. I love JetBlue personally. Shout out to y'all. Um, and no complaints. I was so fucking terrified of there being a cancellation or some type of delay that would hinder me, you know, getting in on time. I don't mind a late, like leaving, although I would rather get my, my full time in a destination. I just worry about, especially with the climate of airports that is going on right now. Um, I just saw on my Twitter feed, if you're not following me, traveling shit, same as it is on Instagram, T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N S H underscore T on Twitter. I just saw down the timeline that I want to say it's Heathrow is now asking like Heathrow airport. The airport is asking airlines to see selling tickets, um, outgoing. I want to say it's, I think it wants, or is it incoming? They check out it. I tweeted it. So check my feed, um, for the link It's a CNN article. They're experiencing so much chaos in the airports that they have asked that the airline stop selling outgoing flights at this point. So if you, if somebody already has their flight, they're good. Um, whatever last couple of flights that are left are like wildly expensive because supply and demand at this point, and they're the only ones left. I mean, granted potential passengers can of course fly from I want to say neighboring airports, but a lot of cases they're not necessarily neighboring. Um, they're about an hour out on whatever. I think it's the train. One of the airports they noted it was relatively close was like an hour away via train. Um, but yeah, so we're still in the middle of a fucking global pandemic and that pandemic is having, it's taking its toll on the airline industry because it's run and serviced by humans, by people and people are getting sick. People are still contracting COVID and if they're getting COVID, they're not going to work. So, um, yeah, that was my 
really big fear. I didn't care if I liked Portland or not. I didn't care if the food was divine. I just wanted there to be no issues with uh, my flight. I am very hesitant to fly during all of this, specifically for that reason. I wear the fuck out of a mask. Like I wear one of them good ass, uh, I think it's a KN95, like the legit ones, not a cloth mask. Whenever we are in the airport slash, um, especially the plane, like the plane, no questions asked the airport. If we find ourselves like with enough space at whatever terminal we're at and there's nobody near us, I'll wear a fabric mask. But, um, then I'm, then I usually switch and put the respirator, the N95 mask on in lieu of a cloth mask. I don't want no, I don't want no smoke. I have no problems with the mask. I would rather sit with that on than share dirty air. Uh, so, and that really baffled me how even knowing that the numbers are up, monkeypox is a motherfucking thing, how easily and readily willing people still are to sit on a plane without a mask. The airport, maybe I can see people feeling a little more comfortable because it's larger and they feel as if the air is going to, you know, start, I don't know. Me personally, that drives me crazy. Like I, that I don't get, but y'all do what you want. Um, so we had those dollars. The amount that I had left was the perfect amount to get to Portland. So that's where we went. Loved it. It was the perfect, um, extended date. Uh, it was, yeah, they're right on the fucking, um, power line. I see them now. Uh, so I think the flights were about 400, a little bit more when I booked them. I was playing with the idea of rescheduling. And of course, like by that point, like the flights had gone up. So JFK to Portland around now, give or take the flight if you book out at least a month or two in advance, I'd say around $400 if you were curious um, for two regular. Um, oh, and that was, what was it? Blue, not blue basic. I will not book blue basic if I can avoid it because I don't like the idea of not being able to change or cancel my flight. Like for example, when we didn't go to Mexico, I was very easily able to cancel the flight, add those, um, add that money that I'd spent that 800 went to my travel bank. So I would rather use that towards another trip or for another trip entirely, as opposed to, um, you know, losing out completely. So that's a pro tip. If you ask me, absolutely be careful about what you're booking, um, book a flight that gives you the flexibility to change or cancel your accommodations because, pandemic is still a thing. God forbid you get COVID. God forbid somebody that you're responsible for gets COVID. Or all of a sudden, like if you're a parent and your baby gets COVID, like, is it really fair for you to now bring your baby to whomever childcare, <laughs> like whomever the childcare would be just so you can go on like a trip, like a vacation, you know what I mean? Like things like that. So consider that it doesn't even have to be you, or it could be something that's going on, um, elsewhere. If your childcare ends up with COVID, then what you going to do? You know what I mean? So I personally, I ain't got no kids, but I just would rather take the little steps that I can to make my, my life easier. Should the, um, the need arise. And I have used 
the benefit. So absolutely highly recommend it. Landed, took the airport to our Airbnb. What I boyfriend booked the Airbnb. And one of the things he noted to me, neither one of us was really concerned about it, but he just made note that the host had mentioned, Hey, heads up the area of the Airbnb is in is still kind of like in a developing area. Um, so there is a pretty present homeless population. There were quite a few homeless people throughout the entire, um, we frequented East end, I want to say West end, um, downtown Portland. Like there were homeless people like throughout, um, I didn't have any interactions per se with anybody except for one dude that looked like he was going to try to say some slick shit, like just come up, but like not even on some, Hey, you know, like asking for money or anything, but he was going like, and boyfriend was just like, nah, you good. Um, it's another bonus to, uh, not traveling by myself. Like I don't have to have that conversation myself. (laughs) He handles that. But the area that we stayed for the Airbnb was kind of giving me like Long Island city vibes. I don't know if that's a area in Queens in New York that relatively recently had a come up, a comeuppance, if you will. It is a mix between residential mixed use and commercial. So it felt very mixed usage where we were while still being very residential, if that makes sense. I don't know um, if there is a comparable neighborhood uh, near where you're at, but imagine houses and it was mad quiet. Like it was desolate. Like it was really nobody outside that often. Like it felt very, I don't know, something about it felt very dry. Portland felt dry to me. Like there was no real synergy. There was no environment. There was no like music playing anywhere. Like you couldn't hear music, um, except for one brewery that we passed on Sunday, but that's cause they had a lot of DJ outside. But so that's to say like Portland didn't really give me, it gave me kind of sleepy, sleepy energy and not like sleepy beach town energy, just like small, big town energy or s- big, small town energy. That's what it gave me. But this trip was mostly about the food. So Saturday, it ended up being a day of all plan B's. We initially tried to go to Bayside American Cafe, which was right near where we were staying. We took the Airbnb, we took the the Uber right from the airport to the cafe and uh, highly rated. It was a line outside and I didn't even bother asking how long the wait was because I'm listening to what everybody else was saying like their wait was and it was so cute. There was this older white lady and that was just like, yeah, the celebrities come here and I'm just like, and I was on my phone out of my business and just like my spirit just spoke before I decided that it was a good idea to say anything, but I main got celebrities, which I like what? And she chuckled. And I think she was just like, yeah, like mother Stewart, I think came here once. And then I, I totally turned her off, but she was such a sweetheart. She was a really cute lady. Um, yeah, I don't really do waiting. Well, I don't enjoy it. And I am more inclined to be like, if it's longer than 15 minutes, I'm out. And that's only if I really have my heart set on going to this particular place. I didn't know anything about it. 
I'm not particularly interested or impressed by celebrities at all. Um, the only thing nice about it is that, well, I would assume that the food is good if you've got notable clientele, right? But that doesn't always add up, doesn't always track. I was cool with leaving. So we ended up taking a walk and we ended up at, uh, oh, Wilson County Barbecue. Our server, Stephanie, was a dream. Such a sweetheart. Very helpful. I am a fan of asking for recommendations. I really want to know like what the bartender or the waiter, waitress would suggest. You're here longer than I have. You've probably tried most of the shit on the menu, depending on how long you've been there. So put me on. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, what you think. Every like, And generally people will tell you, well, X, Y, and Z is a hit. Lots of people order this. I feel X about whatever and whatever. So I enjoy that. And I feel like it also, um, how can I put it? Like it, I don't want to say like softens the blow, but it's the perfect amount of small talk to have with your waiter to just be pleasant and just like, engage with them as opposed to you're a service person. I don't need you for anything other than what I'm telling you I need. I want to know what you think. And I want you to, you know, care that I want a pleasant experience. So I'm going to ask you about how to enhance that experience. And I kind of hope that that, you know, does the job. Um, and I generally just want to fucking know, cause I don't want to order something and you write in the down, but like, Ooh, she don't even know that shit is trash. So, um, she had a ton of really good recommendations for places to check out in the area, places to go where, um, different energies would be, you know, like, well, this is good for this. This is great for that. So shout out to Stephanie. Really appreciate, um, you and your service. The meal I had was the poached eggs with the slab pork on homemade biscuits, homemade biscuit. Thank you, Steph. That was her recommendation. Um, and I ended up loving it. Ooh, I ended up with like a side of grits. I barely touched the shit, but it was so filling. I was, I ate one half of the, the, the sandwich because, you know, poached eggs, hollandaise, hollandaise sauce. I think it's hollandaise. I don't particularly care for hollandaise. I'm not really a sauce girl, but with poached eggs, I'll fucking deal with it. Um, but it was an open, open face sandwich. I only ate half of it. Um, and then proceeded to drink the afternoon away. We had such a good time. I started with mimosa flights. That was a really cute little idea. It's just different. Um, like there's a watermelon, there was a strawberry, there was a blueberry and an orange juice mimosa flight. And that was nice. They had small little, it's a flight. But it was good. Then we ended up going through the beer list, trying a bunch of different local beers. We had a couple beers. It was just a really, really um, nice spot. Now, mind you, we went to a barbecue spot for breakfast. Because remember I said we la- we landed at 9. So we got to this stretch by maybe 9.30, 9.45. Like it, we had backpacks. Like that's all we packed. We packed all of our shit into backpacks. There was no like carry on. There was no, there was no luggage. We stayed overnight. Right. So we went straight there and it was wild early. It was about nine 30. Like I said, nine 45, we had breakfast at the barbecue spot and it was really close to the Airbnb that we stayed at. And it was in like a complex. We had a difficult time finding it, but they had a really cute outdoors, uh, seating area inside was really nice. Also, there was like a really 
cute lounge area, like with some couches, a TV. It felt very like homey in one corner and then like kind of like not really cafeteria style, but like regular restaurant style benches, all that shit. So outside had benches. You have really nice lounger chairs. Um, they have fire pits and shit. The weather was perfect while we were out there. It was relatively warm during the day. I'd say like 70, 75, but then it, um, ended up of course getting pretty cold in the evenings. I know that first night, um, I ended up opting for a long sleeve shirt and a hoodie. So it did get kind of chilly, but still beautiful weather, especially for walking around, being outside and, um, you know, uh, bar hopping, if you will. After we left Wilson Barbecue, um, we ended up going back for a nap because we had been up by like four o'clock and mind you, we barely slept. I think this was off of like an hour, two hours of sleep max. Um, what was that? Friday up all fucking day. And then I ended up, yeah, I, at max two hours of sleep. So after we ate and I slept on a plane cause I can't not sleep on planes. Like it's soothing to me for some reason. They knock me the fuck out. He on the other hand generally can't sleep on the plane. So I was comfortable. I went to sleep. Um, and by the time we finished eating, went back to the Airbnb, took a nap. Airbnb was relatively cute. Like I said, it was in a kind of developing area. Um, it was clean. It was literally just a bedroom and a bathroom, but it was in like, um, I'd say a three story walk up. I don't even know how many floors this shit was. That's wild. Now that I'm thinking about it, but it, you would have thought that you were walking into an apartment building, but like, well, you, we did like you walked into apartment. There's like, I want to say two different, there were two different I want rooms. I can't even say literally like apartments it, unless it's a studio. And it kind of was like, damn, do people really live like this? I would hate, I wish everybody could have like space. Like it was a bedroom and a bathroom. I really wish that, um, you know, this world wasn't what it is, but shit was clean. Um, and not a single complaint. There was an issue with like the lock that one of the tenants residents like somebody else was there for an airbnb shout out to her she was there for a funeral she just lost her brother sorry girl um but she was saying that she was having issues with the lock so she gave us the heads up she said that she had messaged the um the host whatever we were going to follow up i don't even know if he did and by that afternoon somebody was there fixing the lock and replacing the lock and they gave us a new uh key code because it was a keyless and it was um the pad when you put in the entry code. So it was one of those. So went in literally just, you open the door, there's a wall, here's the room over here with a bed. And then you step to the left bathroom. One thing that I got to say that this is very first world, very first world. So take this with a grain of salt. If you may, I hate tiny shower stalls. I'm not even that big, but I'm talking small enough that if I were to just lean over to, I don't know, wash my fucking legs because it's a thing that I do and I'm hoping you do as well. Um, not just like let the soap run down. Like I wash my legs, I wash my feet. Um, but that being said, I hate doing that and feel, and then like touching the, the sides of the shower. I refuse. 
So I had to lift my legs to wash my legs and wash my feet because I will not, my ass will not touch the wall. I don't want my arms to touch the wall. I don't want my hands to touch the wall. I don't want anything to touch the wall. Um, and my feet don't touch any of it because I always wear flip-flops. Uh, that being said, I despise tiny showers for that very reason because I just feel like any wrong move and like now my skin is touching the shower. It's a it's a thing. It's a, it's a what do you call those? Um, it's a quirk. I just don't like touching showers. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So went for a nap. Room was decent. Not a single complaint. I just would have liked, you know, larger shower stall. Um, but after the nap, we ended up trying to go to the spot called Blythe and Burroughs. And we ended up at Jay's Oysters. Now we had gotten there maybe an hour or so before the kitchen closed. A other note, it felt like everything closed mad early. Every now, mind you, a lot of places are closed on Sundays, and I don't know if that is because of the nature of um, if they have a very heavy seafood menu. If some things just aren't coming in as frequently, or if it's a staffing issue but places seem to close like especially the oyster spots like 9 30 uh nine o'clock one of the places that we wanted to go to um that was near where we were i think it was called american i think it was american bistro i think that's the place that we had tried to go to that was by the airbnb or was that american cafe i don't know whatever i said earlier american cafe that's where we tried to go they were closed we tried to go the next day or that night and they were closed like we were going to go after the fact um, and they had closed. There were a couple of places that we were looking. I had our eye on to go hit. And by the time we got up by nine o'clock, we got up to head out and match. It was closed, which was disappointing, but we ended up going to Jay's oysters. The kitchen was closing soon. We didn't know. Leslie was our server. Uh, the way she was so sweet. Boyfriend specifically asked me to mention, he loved the potty mouth. I didn't even notice that she was cursing. That's how great she is at it. But um, really cool older woman, um, white. Uh, didn't see too many blacks, but still felt like a mixed bag. That's my review of Portland. I feel like it seems as if all the people, like I didn't feel like I saw a lot of people on the street. But once we got into a restaurant or we went to like a bar or something, like okay, so that's where the people are. So nobody was really outside, but every place we went had people except for the uh, barbecue spot when we got, actually, no, there were like four people in there when we got there, but some of those people left. And for a while, I feel like we were the only two people for a little bit, but again, it's a barbecue spot. A lot of people don't go to a barbecue spot for fucking breakfast, right? But Leslie was great. Her daughter actually worked there and she was saying, oh, I had my gray traveling shit hat on. And she was saying, Oh, it's a really cute hat. And I was like, thank you. She was like, I just got into podcasts and I just started listening to my favorite murder. And I was like, yeah, I tried it, but for some, I can't really get into it. I think it's all the talking like, but I have this habit of, I start at the beginning of things. I will start your first episode and work my way up. Honestly, my first episode ain't that fucking great either. I do not really, I really don't like my first episode, but I refuse to remove it because growth, right? So she was mentioning that. And then I told her about Crime Junkie, which is one of my favorite true crime podcasts. And then she was saying, oh, I have to tell my daughter. I ended up seeing her daughter afterwards. And so now we're all having like this crime, uh, true crime podcast conversation. It was a good, fun. like they were just so personable and none of it felt fake. Like they just really like 
seemed and she was talking to other people that were at the tables and she's she's a fucking chatter and this is from a chatter like she i'm not really like a small talk chatter i don't really chat it up with strangers but if i'm having a conversation with somebody i know if we cool i'm gonna talk your fucking ear off but strangers that small talk shit that's not really my i don't really enjoy that too much but that's her thing that's her jam and she was telling us every once in a while she'd say to the customer all right i'm gonna let you eat or i'll talk your ear off I'll, I'll check back in with you guys later so she was really i i can't say enough how across the board the customer service was fucking fantastic. Everybody seemed so genuinely like concerned with you good. You guys need anything? Is everything all right? Can we get you anything? Loved it. Um, also of note, the playlist was so popping. Like it felt like I did the high, the, uh, the playlist from like while I was in high school. I don't think we heard any music older than 2015. The whole time we were there, the entire weekend, like at any spot we went to, it was so refreshing. Millennials absolutely did the playlist or chose the Spotify. Cause I asked in a couple different places, who does the playlist? And one of the guys was like, oh, it's absolutely Spotify. And it's, I personally am a Spotify fan for that very reason. You start with one song and then it really, it, I get like, it pulls me in. It gives me all the other shit that I really knew I wanted. I didn't know that I wanted to hear. So Playlists everywhere for chef's kiss. Um, so, uh, oh, also, while we were at Jay's, um, Jay's Oyster, not Jay's Oyster Bar, but Jay's Oyster, I ordered a lobster. It came over a bed of clams with an ear of corn. And I feel like something. Oh, and then I uh, ended up, I settled on a rum punch. I feel like there was, oh, we ordered, um, a dozen oysters. The oysters were good. I don't know if, I feel like something else was on my plate, but I can't place it right now. I'll, no, I'm not even gonna bother pulling the picture. But what was interesting was I needed a tutorial to eat the shit. So the clams looked like they had little dicks, like little penises hanging out. And so she was like, do you know how to, oh, like, do you know how to do these? And I was just like, not at all. So she took a small one and she explained, like she walked me through all the steps and then you swirl it around in like the broth or whatever. The broth is from what they steamed them or, you know, cooked them in. You swirl in that, then you put it in the butter and it was good. The lobster, shout out to boyfriend. He definitely helped me navigate that so that I didn't break my little hands. A little bit, very delicate. Cracker. Oh, oh, that's what it was. I think it was them crackers. I love them oyster crackers. Them shits are so, so, so good. I'm trying to see. Give me one second, y'all. I think my, yep, my food is here. Let me just send boyfriend a text. This is a real life moment right here for y'all. Um, So I ordered crab legs because that's actually my favorite food. Um, Speaking of, so I ended, I'll tell you about the crab legs that I didn't really enjoy out there, but that lobster was good. That lobster at Joy's Oyster, Joy, Jay's Oyster, so good. Um, boyfriend helped me with that. He, I remember he got, oh, he got like a shrimp, uh, pesto kind of dish. His was all right. His was all right. I'm glad I got what I got. But what was wild to me was that the lobster dish it was only $38. Lobster, 
full but mind you we didn't even finish the clams we had so many we did not finish the clams and that was only on my plate like we didn't order like a round of clams it was just like the uh clams that came with my plate my port my food so we couldn't finish those um so really please really really please i enjoyed it again customer service on point and no complaints we ended up walking around old port afterwards again it kind of gives me big small town energy there were oh like okay so walking towards the next spot there was like two kind of distinct street vibes if you will the first one i don't remember if that was washington f was it no that was the next day it was old port, but like the first strip that we walked down kind of made me think of like Rome. Like it felt like where I was like Rome also kind of gave me, um, Amsterdam kind of vibes, like the different areas that I visited in those areas. That's the the energy I was getting. So there were tons more people here. There, this is where the people were actually were. This is where people were outside. Mind you, again, it was relatively late. I'd say it might've been like 10, 11 o'clock or so. So there was still a bunch of people outside. Shout out to all the girls wearing the fashions of my yesteryear. Like it is, I get now the way like my cousins and like my mom, like my older family members were like so bell bottoms are back this soon like I just threw mine out like I just cleaned my closet or this is back already and I was just like whatever guys but now I get it like that window that span of time is just like oh here we are again and I'm looking at outfits like I absolutely would have worn that when I was 21 and now look at you almost twice that time later almost not yet and the girls are running again but that era, that initial strip was quite busy. And then it even upticked even more for the block that the bar that we went to was on. Don't know the name of the street, but still old port. We ended up like going up one strip, walk down a block, walk down another block. It felt like old Montreal, like people everywhere. Like it was, everybody was jam packed into like, I'd say it was about a block long, but all the bars were here. And it gave me very frat boy college vibe. The median age might've been 30. Um, And I was very happy that by the time we got to where we were gonna stop and get some drinks and hopefully something to eat, it kind of quieted down a little bit, like at the, the head of the block. It wasn't as busy as it was like right in the middle. Um, So, went into the spot called Rathskeller and these were cocktails, not even drinks. I mean, artisan, so fucking good. This was on par with when we went to uh, Lavarunga and y'all know how much I love Lavarunga. The drinks were so good. They were mad pretty. I was like, I don't even want to mess this up, but it, they were so nice to look at and even better to drink. Customer service again, top 10, very high, very top tier. I, um, really appreciated that nobody was pretentious. Nobody made you feel like, Ugh, what are you doing here? Nobody made you feel like, okay, I'm just too busy to help you. Any questions we had, um, 
really pleasant and just like really I felt that good energy like it didn't feel fake phony like I'm just being nice because it's my job um sadly though the kitchen was closed and so no no snacks no food or anything I'm trying to think oh that's when I broke out them fucking crackers the the oyster crackers like the ones you get like when you order like a clam chowder I forgot what they're called there is a name for them and I am blanking on them but I love those and so I bust those out and just was eating those at the bar but the drinks were so good like really good very pleased um really nice vibe it was there was no outdoor space that I know of and so we just stayed inside so it was really good and plus it was kind of cold out at that point one thing that I realized about them out there them girls they they're gonna wear their midriffs they're gonna wear their cutoffs even if it's only like 60 degrees outside when I was cold, bitches is out in spaghetti straps, tank tops, um, tits out, stomachs out, all with it. Like none of y'all, the whites out there, they don't get cold, I guess. I was burr, you know, hoodie and a long sleeve shirt. And they were just really, you know, and then granted, I too was a hoe that didn't get cold in my day, but I'm older. <laughs> Give me a hoodie. I'm, I don't want to be cold. Like this outfit is not that important to me. The look... I'm good. I want, I want comfort now, but, um, cute. You know, I just could not get through my mind how there were so many people like not like in my mind dressed for the weather. Granted, this is up in Maine and I know that it probably gets a little bit colder on average than it does down in New York. So I assume that for them, 75 might be my 85, in fairness to the people that live like right on the water, it's a fucking peninsula. So, you know, I, I get it that if this is like your time to shine, this is when you're going to do it all and you're just going to eat it and it's going to be cute. So Ralph Skeller, that old port area was cool for a Saturday night. It, I think, I don't remember what time we got back. I couldn't fucking tell you, but, um, we walked everything. The only time we took Ubers was really going to and from the airport. So I think we might've taken one more. Pretty sure it was just those two. But that being said, uh, we ended up going back and that was it. Like next one's asleep. So next day, Sunday, we ended up walking to the spot called the shop. I want to say that was on Washington Avenue in East Bayside. We stayed, I believe in West Bayside, right? Where did he say we stayed? Uh, I'll get to it when I get to the, um, the closing remarks. I think I wrote it down for there. Ah, yeah. Airbnb was in West Bayside. So we ended up walking to this spot called The Shop, Washington Avenue. It's in East Bayside. And I don't think I've ever enjoyed Partial Lie because Lavarunga. That was the best seafood I probably have ever had. I'm trying to... And I've, those oysters were fucking divine. I love raw, uh, raw oysters. Love them. Motherfucking love them. And oh, that's what it was that we ordered. I remember there was something else. Back at Jay's Oyster, 
we ordered raw oysters and we ordered baked oysters. I was very disappointed with the baked oysters because I just felt like there was so much breading. It's just like, I'm not going to eat a box of breading on its own. And this is what it felt like they, I was getting. I don't, so like breaded oysters, like baked oysters, it was, mm, it was, and it was supposed to be like a loaded baked oyster. Like it was supposed to have mad other shit in it. And so I was very disappointed with that. Otherwise, everything was perfection otherwise. So when we got to the shop, they made up for it. First of all, the shits was so much cheaper than they were anywhere else that we saw. On All the oysters were $1.95 a, plate, uh, a piece. I don't know if you're into oysters, but I've spent $4 and better on a single oyster. Single. Singular. A. Or an oyster. I have spent upwards of like 4 or $5 on an oyster. Every single one of the six options that they had were $1.95. So we ordered two dozen of those. Then they had like, um, their loaded oysters were still raw. They had like jalapeno, um, tamarind, something else. My God, even those were good. We ordered two orders of those. Those were a little more expensive. They were like, they were $7 for two, two servings. Um, so roughly like three fifty dollars a piece. Uh, we got two sets of those. We ended up getting like a crab... I want to say it was like an Alaskan crab claw or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was. That was very disappointing. That's the point that I was going to get back to. I felt like we, and it was like $17 for two crabs, like the claws, like the, the, the pincher, the claws of the crab. So only two of them, they fit in like a relatively, like if you were to bake a single serving of mac and cheese in like a casserole, like a small single serving casserole dish that came in something about that size. So it wasn't like that large. Um, but they were supposed to be seasoned. They're seasonal. I think they were supposed to be seasoned. Um, but I mean, it was good, but not $17 good. Like if I had spent $5 on it, I'd been impressed, but it wasn't giving what I would have really wanted. And this is from a crab leg girl. So I could have absolutely done without buying that. And I would have preferred an additional two orders of like the tamarind, like loaded oysters that they did. The oysters, they, they could do no wrong in my eyes. They were so fucking good. We got two of each one and we did that twice. I cannot express to you enough how good the oysters were. So if you're going to go to Portland the same way, if you're in Montreal, the move is absolutely La Varunga. If you're going to Portland and you have, and you enjoy oysters, if you don't, sorry, this one's not for you. But if you like oysters, the shop is it. A, like, I'm being redundant at this point. So good. So, so good. Like, wild. And yes, absolutely an aphrodisiac. If it weren't like one o'clock in the afternoon and we were on our way to go someplace else so that we can then go to the airport. Adult time. Like, yeah, they work. So the shop. What else did we do? Oh, after there. Oh, and that was another spot where the music was really bomb. I ended up asking one of the servers uh, a playlist. And then we went to Bellflower Brewery. That was actually a recommendation of Stephanie's. Turns out, I want to say Portland has the highest number of breweries per capita, I think, in the country. There are a ton. And 
again, Stephanie with the plug. Stephanie was the plug in this trip. She was telling us the different little pockets that they're in. And the most of them seem to have fallen into two different areas. So we were in one of the areas by Washington street. So she had told us about it. We ended up leaving the shop. We walked down, we kind of got a little turned around, but when we finally found it, it was kind of like in the middle of nowhere. It gave us the feel for me. It reminded me of the area where the Texas state fair was at least the part that we drove through to get to, it seemed very desolate while still having so much stuff. Like there was a ton of houses, but there was also still very much like a couple of lot, like there were houses on the one side and then like a lot over here, a business here, business, 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 but they all seemed like there wasn't really anything going on. So it was, it was weird while there was stuff around, there was really no activity. So I had no real gauge as to like, do do people like frequent these areas? What's, what's the deal? So we ended up finding the brewery. And once we found that one, we noticed like, okay, so here they are. They're pocketed over here. There was like a chocolatier spot. Like if you're into the chocolates, there was another one of those over there, uh, in that area off of Washington in, um, East Bayside. I think that's the area. So Great customer service again at Bellflower. Shout out to the, I guess, cashier there. We have the same birthday. Happy early birthday, girl. We got a little under a month left. Um, Great customer service. And the beers were wild cheap. It was $4 for a seven ounce pour. Okay. So, and I want to say that the larger pour, the larger pour, like a pint was like $10, maybe maybe less. I don't remember. Um, but seven ounce pour was fine for me. We tried a couple of the different options that they had. We both loved our beers. We only did like two beers there cause I was hungry again. By that point it was like the oysters were delicious. They're like insane, but I knew that I like, they're not filling. That's the cap. Like that's the caveat. Like they're mad good, but they're definitely not filling. So we ended up kind of cutting ourselves off with the oysters because we knew we weren't going to get full and we still needed to buy dinner because then we were going to fly in a couple of hours. So we ended up leaving Bellflower, which Bellflower, excuse me, which also had a really nice outdoor seating. Um, I think I mentioned that a little bit earlier. They had like uh, lounge chairs. Uh, I believe that they had, no, I don't think they had fire pits. They may have fire pits, but it looked like they, the little tables that were near the fire pits are convertible. Like it could have just had a top. So it looked like it could have been a fire pit underneath, but they weren't being serviced as such at the time. It was also like the middle of fucking day. Um, but they had these really cute barrels as tables with like high chairs, like the high seaters next to those. So that was nice. Enjoyed the outdoor space. There was a food truck that was there, but unfortunately it was more oysters and these were more expensive than the ones that we had just left. And there was no way that I was like, once I had the shop, I didn't want nobody else's shit. Like it was like, oh, okay. So these are oysters. I don't really, I'm not inclined to want to try anything else because these were so good. Um, so the experience at Bellflower was nice. We enjoyed that, but we knew we had to get more food. So we were searching for options that have food and nearby Washington, we had passed a bunch of stuff, but again, it was Sunday. So some places were closed. Unfortunately, there was one uh, black and restaurant that I wanted to check out, but they were closed because somebody had gotten sick and I guess their staff is, you know, very small. So they weren't able to open. They were closed until further notice, essentially. Um, I think it was called Red Sea. So the options that we were passing, I wasn't really that interested in. There was like a frit, a fritter spot, like French fries and shit. There was, I think a pizza spot. 
I refuse to eat pizza outside of New York. I'm, for what? Um, there, yeah. So the food in the area, I didn't fucking want. So we ended up going back to Rat Skeller because we knew that, oh, because I, I also wanted fucking wings. I'd spent the last couple of days having a taste and a craving for wings. And so it was, at that point, it was rocket science. It was an easy decision. We ended up walking all the way back. And we ordered the wings. I ordered a order mac and cheese. He got the fish and chips. Heavenly. So glad we went back because they were so fucking good. Like, well done. Like, I really, really liked the food. The, of course, the drink that he ordered was mad good. I By that point, I didn't want nothing else to drink. But I, especially considering that I had to get on the flight after. Like, I did not want to be sick on the plane. And so, shared some of his drink, had me some waters, and, uh, guys, I was very pleased. Again, also, a positive customer service experience as well. Um, and also, good drinks as well. So, it wasn't even just, like, you had one good bartender, great experience both times, and the food was really good. So, I would definitely recommend Raph Skeller as well. Um, so overall, Portland was a really good long date. We had a really great time. I just couldn't and still can't really get my head wrapped around. Oh, the sunset looks so pretty. I can't get around the energy. Like it kind of gave me like dry. Like there was not, there wasn't any electricity. There was no energy on the streets. It's like once you got into an establishment, that's where it picked up. That's where you were able to get a vibe and a feel and connect with people. But on the street, there was nobody outside. Like we passed a couple of people, you know, you pass some people walking, but it seems like people just were, you know, this people, this again, when you're visiting someplace, sometimes you got to remember like you're on vacation, you're, you know, into what's going on, not necessarily the same way somebody that lives here is. People are going to work. They're going to see family. They're of course, doing sociable things as well, but there's a lot of regular life happening that I think sometimes that energy doesn't really convert to where you're at. Like the energies may not match. Um, didn't really see people sitting outside of their homes, uh, really no kids playing outside. So it was that, I think that's what it was. I also didn't see any fucking kids. Like, I don't think there were, I don't think I saw a single child the entire two days. Um, I ain't complaining. But a little weird, maybe. I don't know. Um, that being said, I do think that the drivers are pretty fucking courteous. Like, they don't play about that pedestrian right away thing. Like, as soon as you look like you're about to step into the street, they're stopping and waiting for you to figure out what you're going to do. Um, so that was cool. The little buttons that you, the crosswalk button that you press, them shits actually work. I remember I pressed one, chuckled, chuckled about something, and then all of a sudden I looked up. Oh, this has been a smooth nine seconds. And the light is ready to go. So those things work. I was very pleased to see that. No real traffic either. We didn't get caught up in anything. The, we, there weren't like walking around. And we were in downtown Portland. Like we were in the middle of what you would have thunk that activity was. And no, there was not, there was no traffic. So kudos to y'all, I guess. I'm sure you guys enjoy that. Um, relatively walkable where we stayed, uh, again, the spot Wilson barbecue was 
probably like across the street. It was probably three, maybe three blocks max. And that might be stretching it two, three blocks away from where we stayed. And that was in a larger complex that had, uh, I think one or two breweries and a couple other things to do. There were some breweries nearby where we were staying. Um, we just ended up not really checking those out because we enjoyed where we were. That's another thing. I think we spent a lot of time in each of the different places that we were, and we didn't really hop around to too many places. We sat and enjoyed ourselves anywhere that we went. Um, and I enjoyed that. I definitely enjoyed that. So we, there was, what else was wise? Uh, The American Bistro, I want to say was another two blocks on the other side from where we were staying. So where we were in West Side, like West Bay Side, there was stuff, but it just, again, I'm having a, I don't know if it's translating. It just still felt kind of empty. It didn't feel like, okay, as soon as you step outside, there's tons of stuff to do. There was tons of stuff to eat, but nothing to do. Like, I don't think I saw any, like, um, there were, I didn't see a lot of shopping. I didn't see, you know, boutiques. I didn't see service places. Like, I think I might, may have seen like one hair salon, maybe one. Yeah. I don't even think I saw like a barbershop. Maybe again, it was just like, so where, where do y'all, do y'all go all to one area or something? It just was a little weird to me, to me. Um, but the area I would say was walkable 25 minute max. We were able to reach anything that we personally were interested in doing. So from West side, we ended up getting to downtown, like the East uh, Bay side. We got there in maybe 20, 25 minutes. So I would say that it is walkable. Always felt relatively safe walking, but I will admit that I felt safer with him because there was such a large um, homeless population and nothing else going on outside. Is one thing when you're walking through like a group of like five or six homeless people, generally, you know, generally I don't have experiences where homeless people like are um, aggressive or, you know, I, that doesn't happen too often, but it's one of those things that common sense tells you to be aware of just to watch your own neck. Right. And what made me probably feel uncomfortable was that there wasn't anybody else outside. Like, I felt like if something were to happen, there's no one, like if I were solo and something were to happen, like I felt like there, if I were to call out or to like be in despair, like who's here to save you? This is on you. So for me, it felt nice that I was with my partner and I didn't have that, you know, concern. Um, But yeah, everything was relatively close by that you can walk to, no issues. Um, What else? A lot of stuff feels like it closed early. Like I was saying, nine o'clock, a lot of places were like where we wanted to go, closed. All right, well, let's go here. Mm, Kitchen doesn't have, the kitchen is closed. So be prepared to not start your night at nine, 10 o'clock. And that was on the weekends. I don't even know what the weekdays look like. Um, Okay, boyfriend points it out because he is much better with directions and shit. He said East End or East Bayside was much better, like relatively good for like daytime stuff. 
while we crossed through there, we noticed that that's where there were a couple of shops and looked like there may have been a couple of different places that you can pop in and actually um, get some services done or just like entertain yourself with other things. Um, but again, we went in the evening, so all that was closed. Um, recreational weed is legal out there if that's your bag. However, um, definitely look up what their laws are. I don't know. Um, but you want to look up what the consumption laws are so that you're not smoking someplace that you shouldn't be smoking or whatever um, criteria they place around that. But they we did pass recreational um, like dispensaries and such. Um, so of note, what else? Small big town energy. Well, big small town energy. dog friendly anytime we sat outside there were dogs and it seems like if you didn't have like a bowl or something for the water that you could easily ask a waiter or something to bring something out tons of really cute dogs everybody had their dog on the outside so that was nice i always enjoy seeing that and um yeah people seemed really nice didn't see too many black folks however still felt like a very mixed area there were black people don't get me wrong we out there but we're still the minority out there. It's not that many of us. I didn't say it's like, okay, we here, here. Like I could see maybe staying here for a little bit longer. Like if I had like a six month window, maybe I'd come stay here and feel like I have, you know, um, would, would not, and feel as if I would not have a difficult time finding community. Um, but everybody was so fucking nice. Like I, that I really enjoyed that energy. I did overall get, I got an overall energy of like people here are pleasant. So Portland, great fucking time. We basically had a long date and I would go back if for nothing else, but them oysters at the motherfucking shop, that's worth the, the two hour flight. Like that was incredible experience. So again, vacation is so much more travel is so much more than vacation. And I think in this instance, it I was most reminded in, I guess, expecting my environment to match the energy that I was at. I was excited to be out there and to really get into the food that is Portland that I'd been hearing so much about. And sometimes you got to remind yourself, like, people work, people go to school, people like, you're traveling, you're having a good time. It's kind of like when you go, um, when you have somebody come over, but it's like, you don't have off. It's like, Hey, yeah, I'd love to go bring you here. Or I'd love to go out and eat with you. Or I'd love to do this, but yeah, my house is yours free to stay, but I can't really hang out with you the way I would want to. Um, so I got to remind myself that while I may be on vacation mode or while I may be on relaxed, chill or rah-rah energy, where's the fun? you're in someone else's community. You're in someone else's home. So just mental aware, check it, check it. Okay. You're at work. Server shouldn't be expected to be like, you know, all things to you. Are they pleasant? Are they helpful? Are they polite? It's a go. So as a reminder, uh, first live event, live episode. It'll be an audience participation. Welcome episode. We definitely have some time carved out August 21st. 
10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for all of you guys that are around the world. We tried to put it at a very convenient, as, as convenient a time as can be um, so that different time zones can participate. It'll be myself, Shira of Black Girl World Traveler, Wanda of Black Women Travel Podcast, and Nay Marie of Tashi Magazine, who I am a contributor, contributing writer to, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that I write a um, travel piece for Taji uh, every, uh, article for a couple of years now, almost maybe five years, four years. I got to look that back up, but shout out to Taji. So the four of us will be having a conversation about where our blackness falls on our hierarchy of self. I had mentioned it in episode 181, uh, about how reading different pieces of lit have inspired me to want to see different things and have also, has also inspired me to view the things that I see a little bit differently. And I was reading an essay by James Baldwin and well, the discovery of what it means to be an American. And the question he posed about moving from the States to Europe to really get a feel for who he was outside of his experience as a black man in America wanting to see, can I just be a writer and not just a black writer? How can I, you know, relate to the world as a whole outside of, you know, the color of my skin? I wanted to have that conversation, but I absolutely did not want to have it in a vacuum. I didn't want to have it alone. So I absolutely reached out to two of my favorite people, three of my favorite people. And two of them happened to actually live nomadically, Shira quit her job and she is hopping around and Wanda had recently Shira quit her job. I want to say within the last year or so. So she is newly on her nomadic journey and she was also a guest. I will definitely be sure to send you guys some information if you're on the mailing list so you can get a better feel for the guests. And Wanda has been, I want to say since at least 2016, 2018, a digital nomad. I believe that she is currently in like Eastern Europe at this point. So I wanted to get that view from women who have lived outside of the country, who have lived outside of their home state and see if they've actually gotten a chance to tailor, not necessarily shake, but tailor their experience of blackness to match what their new living situation looks like and what that looks like. So Definitely, definitely excited about that. Again, that's August 21st, um, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. There, you can go to travelandshit.com slash events and register. You have to RSVP to join us. There is absolutely space for, um, not to call y'all customer, um, listener participation. We have Q&A with the ladies, but we also want to hear your opinions. What have your experiences been like? What are your experiences like around the world? So definitely, definitely can't wait for you guys to be there. Again, RSVP, you can go to travelandshitpodcast.com slash events. And that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed Portland and I will talk to you next week, guys. Bye.